Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Today's episode, we're going to try something a little different. You might have noticed that sometimes we have sermons, sometimes we have Bible studies. Once in a while, we do those prayer and study podcasts where there's music and reading a scripture passage multiple times. Today, we have a spiritual practice to walk you through. The journey of faith is a long one and a difficult one, and yet there are so many different spiritual practices that can help us along the way. So I'm going to be guiding you through uh, one in particular that's been really important to me. I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, Again, feel free to get in touch with us if you've got any questions or suggestions for future episodes. But without further ado, here's a Spiritual Practices podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be guiding you through a spiritual practice that's been important to me, one that I've used uh, many times in my life for different seasons and different moments. Uh, It's the practice of the Jesus Prayer. I'll explain to you a little bit more about what that means in just a second, but first, a word about spiritual practices. I think that spiritual practices are so important because they are ways for us to continually remember God and kind of lead us back to a center point. We'll be doing future episodes about spiritual practices, so it can obviously take many different forms. Uh, And you just sort of have to find what works for you. And what I'd also recommend and advise is to say that spiritual practices might work for you for a particular season or a particular moment. That's what I've noticed about myself, is that there's some periods of the year where I just really am in touch with reading my Bible, and that's something really important to me. Uh, But for whatever reason, that doesn't always last forever. I, you know, get tired of doing all the academic thinking, and I want something a little bit more emotional. You get the idea. It can change just based on what you're going through or just what how you feel at that given moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. You come back to it eventually. Um, obviously, even in, during the seasons when reading my Bible isn't my spiritual practice of choice, I still pick the book up every now and then, kind of have to for sermons on Sunday morning and the like. Uh, but it is just a reminder that uh, no spiritual practice is a panacea, right? A cure-all that can be used at any different time. So I wanted to start by saying that. But then I want to go a little further and let you know that there is something really important about just practicing our faith. There was an interview with the basketball player Allen Iverson about 15 years ago now. Um, Allen Iverson is one of my favorite players. He's a lot of fun to watch. And he was also just such a personality. And they were asking him um, during an interview with the media about why he doesn't go to practice all the time. And he went on this long rant about like, why are we talking about practice? We're not going to talk about practice. What, we, what I care about is the game. That's what he would always say. He's like, you have nothing to question me about. I play hard during the game, but so why are we talking about practice? Practice doesn't matter. And you can look it up on YouTube. It's really funny. His basic point, though, is that, yeah, he played really hard during the games. So why did it matter um, if he wasn't trying that hard in practice? Now, we can question a lot about Allen Iverson's motives here, and I kind of want to flip his words on their head, because we are talking about practice. And the reason that we're talking about spiritual practices is so that we're ready for the game. 
you let me break that analogy down for you. I think that life is so unpredictable. We, we don't always know what's going to happen next. And so it's very important for us to practice our faith so that when life throws us a curveball, we're ready so that we're grounded, so that we have something to fall back on if everything else has fallen apart. I think that's why going to church every Sunday is so important. It's just nice to kind of ground yourself in the words of God and the hymns of the community and these prayers and these big theological ideas is so that you hear them enough that they kind of become a part of your bloodstream. Right? So that when life gets really, really hard, you have somewhere else to turn. You're not just left out there in the wind. And I think spiritual practices, all the ones that we'll look at in the weeks ahead, they really do that for us. They give us a chance to ground our life in something bigger than ourselves. And as we'll see, they all do it in different ways. One more piece that I just want to mention in, uh, I've heard it said that one way to think about sinfulness is as forgetfulness. Oftentimes when we forget who God is or what goal, role God should be playing in our life, or if we forget who, what God has said about us, right? That we are a beloved child of God and nothing can take that away from us. When we forget these foundational truths, that's the moment when we fall into sin. And you can think about that, right? Like when people take, make, take actions that harm others, right? Really clear-cut sinful behavior. When people do that, there's, they, they've clearly forgotten that their neighbor is a child of God just like they are. You get the idea. And so, once again, spiritual practices are just a way to help us continually remember who God is, what God has promised us, and what God has, how God has called us to live, and so that act of remembering, that's why these practices can be so important. Just like any sort of practice, you do it on a regular basis. When I was growing up, I played the trumpet and I had a special teacher, you know, my private lessons trumpet teacher, who I met with once a week. And he always made it very clear. He's like, you have to practice every single day. And at first, when I first started with him, he said, you have to practice for 30 minutes every day. And then as I got better and grew older, he's like, it's got to be an hour every single day. Uh, and in the same sense, we need to remember every single day who God is, what God has promised us, and what God has called us to do. And so that's where these spiritual practices can really help, is they give us a specific task that grounds us in this remembering process. Okay, that was six solid minutes of me just explaining why practices are important. So let's get right to it. Let me explain to you this next spiritual practice, the, the Jesus prayer. The Jesus prayer finds its roots in Eastern expressions of Christianity. In particular, it's very important in the Eastern Orthodox Church, a group of uh, Christian uh, churches that have been around for a very, very long time. Um, the split between the Eastern and the Western Christian churches happened um, in the year 1000, or around the year 1000, I should say. It's called the Great Schism. Um, and that's where those two groups kind of broke off. And you have more of the, the Western half was the Catholics, which then later is where the Protestants also 
draw their lineage from, but there's been this group of Eastern Orthodox Christians since the year 1000, um, around there. And so anyway, I won't get into all the history of it, partially because I don't know it that well. <laughs> but the Jesus prayer is this um, spiritual practice that's been really important in that movement um, for a really long time. And the whole idea behind it is that it's, it's a means of taking a prayer of the mind, as they call it, and shifting it into a prayer of the heart. I think oftentimes, especially in Western expressions of Christianity, we become so heady and academic, right? Uh, the Lutheran church in particular, right? We stem our roots from Martin Luther, who was uh, very much a, a professor, you know, part of the academy in a lot of ways. And there's been great Lutheran theologians since then, and that's all really important. And, and it's part of what I love about the church that I'm called to serve is that we take um, the thinking about God very, very seriously. But there's also this whole heart component that can't be neglected or ignored. And the Jesus Prayer invites us to kind of shift out of a thinking mindset when it comes to prayer and to try and just pray from our heart. I think that I see this too playing out in, in our churches in a lot of ways is that folks will always say, like, Pastor, will you pray for the group? Because oftentimes people are just scared. <laughs> they don't want to be the one responsible for saying the prayer because they think they'll say it wrong or they won't use the right words or it won't sound pretty and flowery and flowing. And I mean, truth be told, a lot of my prayers don't either. Uh, but all of that, it just exemplifies this way that we use the mind as, as our approach to prayer. And that's all well and good, but there's also praying from our heart. And so the Jesus prayer is really simple. It is a very, very short prayer that's meant to be repeated over and over again. It, here's the words of the prayer. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And that's the whole prayer. If you grew up Catholic or you know individuals who are Catholic, um, they might often say the, um, the Hail Mary. I couldn't think of it for a second over and over again, and they'll have their rosary beads where they say the Hail Mary prayer all the way through the rosary. The Jesus prayer is similar to this. It's a prayer that's meant to be repeated again and again and again. And the idea is by cycling through these simple words, we move from a prayer of the mind into a prayer of the heart. The idea too is that we can pray without ceasing by just allowing these simple words to cycle through our mind throughout the day. It's not something that you have to consciously necessarily stop and commit to, but it's a prayer that you can find yourself coming back to whenever there's a dull moment, whenever there's a lull in the conversation. If you're just waiting in line at the grocery store to check out, you might find yourself saying this prayer. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Part of the brilliance of the prayer is that the way that it's written, it inherently has a cycle to it. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The statement that we are a sinner in need of mercy is at the end, but doesn't that statement and that idea compel us to cycle back to looking to Jesus. 
And so we end by saying, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then we immediately start again with the recognition that Jesus Christ is our Lord and the Son of God, the one who is able to take away the sin of the world. And so you can see how just the construction of these words creates its cycle in and of itself. And by whenever you're doing mindless work, right? Maybe you're just weeding in the garden. I'd encourage you to say this prayer, to just cycle through it again and again. And it brings that awareness of God, that, that way that we, yes, are imperfect sinners in need of God's mercy. And yet also that awareness of the way that Jesus constantly shows up to take away our sin and to forgive us again and again. The words itself, like I said, create this cycle, and the cycle itself reminds us of the life of faith, (laughs) that we try to follow Jesus, but we consistently fall short, and yet Jesus shows up again and again to pick us up, to dust us off, to forgive us, and give us another chance. And so that's part of the beauty and the wisdom and the power of this prayer, is the way that it cycles. And, And so, like I said, I'd encourage you to try saying this at at different times, when you're driving, when you're just in need of some sort of filler, when you want to pray, but maybe don't know how to or what words to say. That's also where this can be a great source of prayer. Because like I said, it's designed to take us from our mind and into our heart. And so possibly by cycling through these words several times, we might discover the emotions that we've buried over the course of the day or the things that we really want to talk to God about that we just didn't have the words for initially. That it, it, this prayer can also be a window that opens us up in that way. You know, maybe you start um, your devotional time or a time of focus prayer by just saying the Jesus prayer five, six, seven times. And then in that process, it moves you out of your mind and into your heart so you can then speak honestly with God about whatever it is that might be troubling you. You get the idea, I think. Uh, As always, feel free to send me an email if you have questions. Nate at bethany-denver.org. I'm just thrilled to know that people are actually listening to this. Uh, But what I'll also leave you with, I'm going to do my best. There is a sung version of this Jesus prayer. Uh, I'm sure there's many different settings, but there is a church out in Seattle, Washington, called the Church of the Apostles. And long ago, they put together um, a CD of some of the music they use for worship. And they had in there a rendition of the Jesus Prayer. And I just loved it. It was really beautiful. And oftentimes, that's how I find myself saying it, is I just sing these words over and over and over again. And I'm often amazed by what God opens up within me as I move from my mind into my heart through these prayers. So give me a second, going to do my best to sing this for you. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, a sinner. You get the idea. Um, Hopefully that's enough to give you a sense of how you too can sing through this. 
And yeah, please be in touch if you've got any questions. Thanks so much for listening. We'll do another one of these spiritual practices walkthroughs uh, in the near future. But appreciate you listening. Stay in peace.